What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Mellari. So tonight is game one of the World Series at 8.03 p.m. will be the first pitch in Houston at Minute Maid Park. The Houston Nationals obviously home, having the better record. So obviously things will be interesting tonight with Houston being home, since they, actually, they haven't lost yet at home at all. Neither the Phillies, though. Phillies are 5-0 at home at Citizens Bank Park in the postseason, and the Astros are 4-0 at home in the postseason. So both teams are undefeated at home, and a big storyline is Justin Verlander versus Aaron Nola. The two aces for the Phillies and the Astros will be going at it tonight. Obviously, the Phillies had a choice. It could have been Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler. Now, Zach Wheeler will go tomorrow. Aaron Nola will be on the mound tonight. So tough decision, obviously, there when you have two aces. You really have to pick between the two of them, and at the end of the day, they went with Nola, which I respect. That's who I would have went with, too. So game one tonight, as I said, 8.03 p.m. Verlander on the mound. He's 0-6 in the World Series with a 5.68 career ERA in the World Series. So he's struggled heavily in the World Series over his career. And like you've seen in the postseason this year, Aaron Judge struggled heavily in the postseason. What do you do this postseason? Struggle again. Justin Verlander, 0-6 in the World Series, 5.68 ERA in the World Series. You got to think he's probably going to struggle tonight. At least that's how I'm feeling. And if you look at it, there's a couple other guys I've mentioned. Mike Clevenger had a horrible record in the postseason. What did he do when he pitched against the Phillies last round in the NLCS? Got lit up. It's just that's how it is. Sometimes if you're a bad postseason player, sometimes it stays with you. Obviously, Verlander had a great season in the regular season, but historically in the World Series, he struggled. 0-6 with a 5-6-8 ERA. Zero wins, six losses with a 5-6-8 ERA in his career. So that'll be interesting, obviously, to pay attention to. I'm definitely excited to see what will happen tonight. I'm not going to make a prediction because when I do make predictions, typically the team that I want to win is who I usually go with. Not always, but who, who I usually go with. And since I feel that they can win that game, it's not just because I like them, but I feel like they can win the game since I think they're the better team. At the end of the day, I'm not going to make a prediction tonight since I want the Phillies to win. So we'll see how that works out, obviously. But leading off for the Philadelphia Phillies, now I'm going to give you their lineup, is Kyle Schwarber playing left field, batting first. Reese Hoskins playing first base, batting second. Batting third is JT Ramudo, the catcher. Hitting cleanup, the DH, Bryce Hopper. Best hitter on the planet right now, Bryce Hopper. I mean, it's not even close. Bryce Hopper is the best player on the planet in the game of baseball right now. 419 batting average in the postseason with five home runs, 11 RBIs, and a 1351 OPS. Look what he's done over his career, though. Look what he's done over his career in the postseason. 286 batting average, 10 home runs, 21 RBIs, four stolen bases, and a 997 OPS. Four stolen bases and a 997 OPS in the postseason in his career. So he's not just a regular season player. He's a postseason player. He comes up big in the biggest moments. And that's what Bryce Hopper is. I mean, he's one of the best players in baseball, and he's always has been since he stepped in the league in 2012 as a rookie with Mike Trout. He's always been up there in the conversation of one of the best players in the league. I know Mike Trout's always been, obviously always been number one, but Bryce Hopper has been too far down. He hasn't been too far down. What he did in the regular season this year, 18 home runs, 65 RBIs, and a 514 slugger percentage with an 878 OPS, and only 99 games, so he did miss a lot of games. Obviously, that plays a role in him struggling. But before he got hurt with that thumb injury, he was in 318 at the All-Star break with a 984 OPS in 15 home runs of 48 RBIs in 64 games. So he was on pace again for another potential MVP year. He might not have been the front runner, but he's definitely in the conversation to maybe be an MVP in the NL. But obviously it didn't work out with his injury, and now he's playing great in the postseason. It's all that matters. I mean, individual awards don't mean too much to players typically, especially a guy that already won the MVP last year. I'm sure now he wants to win the World Series. That's obviously a big, a bigger feat and a lot better of an accomplishment and a milestone, especially for a guy like Bryce Hopper. He's done so many things in his career, has not won a World Series yet. I'm sure he's so excited to bring the Phillies to their first World Series since 2009, while also 
giving himself a potential opportunity to win his own World Series ring. He hasn't won one yet, so that's one thing he hasn't done in his career is win a World Series. Obviously, he leaves the Washington Nationals in 2018. And after he leaves the Nationals in 2018, that was his last year in Washington. He goes to the Phillies in 2019, or 2019 was his first season. Uh, but 2018 is when he left the Nationals. That was his last season in Washington. Ends up leaving in 2018, so I believe it was like early 2019 in free agency. Signs with the Phillies in early 2019. 2019 is his first season in Philly. And what happens that year? The Washington Nationals win the World Series. Without him, obviously Juan Soto. They had a ton of talent. Juan Soto was on that team. Max Scherzer, Trey Turner. I mean, that team was absolutely stacked. And didn't have Bryce Hopper. I mean, they won without him. Now Bryce Hopper has his own chance to win a World Series. So excited to see how he performs. He's been great in the postseason. So he's batting cleanup, hitting fourth for the Phillies. Batting fifth is Nick Castellanos playing right field. Hitting sixth is the third baseman, Alec Bohm. Hitting seventh is the rookie shortstop, Bryson Stott. Batting eighth, the second baseman, Gene Segura. And batting ninth, closing out that Phillies lineup, is the center fielder, Brandon Mosh, who they acquired at the trade deadline from the Angels. And if you look at what they've done, Schwarber, they got in the offseason. Castellanos, they got in the offseason. Bryson Stott, they called up this year. And Brandon Marsh, they got in the trade deadline. That's one, two, three, four guys that they acquired either in the offseason through free agency, like Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, or they got in a trade through Brandon Marsh at the trade deadline this year in July, or a guy they had in their farm system. That's four guys right there that are contributing that weren't on the team last year. And now they're healthy, obviously, with Bryce Hubbard being healthy. So that Phillies team is a team to watch out for. I do like that grit of this team. And as I said on my show the other night, on Tuesday night, I mentioned the World Series, gave my predictions. I have the Phillies winning at six, and I have Bryce Hopper as World Series MVP. So now I'm going to give the Astros lineup. Batting first, leading off is Jose Altuve, playing second base. Altuve's been atrocious in the postseason, hitting .094. 094 in the postseason, 32 at-bats, with a 296 OPS. This is very much unlike... Jose Altuve, who has 23 home runs, 49 RBIs, 7 stolen bases, and an 852 OPS with a 268 batting average and 354 career at-bats in the postseason. This is very much unlike him. He's typically unreal in the postseason, comes up big, obviously, for the Astros every single year. Obviously, the Astros end up winning the World Series in 2017. He was a big part of that team and obviously had the whole scandal with the sign stealing, so that definitely helped. But he is a very good player, and at the end of the day, seeing a guy like him hit 094 for two series is really shocking especially considering how good he's been in the postseason over his career. Struggled against the Mariners in the divisional round and then obviously struggled against the Yankees in the ALCS as well. So we'll see how he recovers. Uh, maybe he'll come up big. I'm sure he'll have a couple of big hits, especially considering hitting 094. You've got to think his luck is going to change at some point. Betting second is the shortstop, another rookie shortstop in this game. Obviously Bryson Stott for the Phillies. Jeremy Pena is the shortstop for the Astros, batting second. Another rookie shortstop, as I said, along with Bryson Stott for the Phillies. Batting third is the left fielder, Jordan Alvarez. Hitting fourth, cleanup for the Houston Astros is Alex Bregman, the third baseman. Batting fifth is the right fielder, Kyle Tucker. Batting sixth is Yuli Gurriel, playing first base. Hitting seventh is the DH, Trey Mancini, who they acquired at the trade deadline from the Orioles. A great pickup there. I'm a big Trey Mancini fan and wishing him nothing but the best. Batting eighth is Chaz McCormick, the center fielder. And batting ninth, rounding out that Astros lineup, is the catcher, Martin Maldonado. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, it should be a good game tonight. There's the lineup. And now I'm going to give you guys the pitches, which I already talked a little bit about them. But now I'm going to just break them down a little bit more. you got Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies in the postseason this year. He is 2-1 in three games. With a 3-1-2 ERA, 18 strikeouts and 17 at third innings pitched. So he's been very good in the postseason this year. 3-1-2 ERA, as I said, and a 2-1 record. As for Justin Verlander in the postseason, he's been struggling, actually, 
1-0 record, so one win, no losses, and two starts with a 6-3 ERA, 14 strikeouts, a 10 innings pitch with a 1.5 whip. That's obviously very unlike Justin Verlander as well. The two best players, you'd say, you could make an argument, is Altuve and Verlander. Obviously, Alvarez is great and Bregman's great, but overall, you'd probably expect the most from a guy like Altuve. has been great for them over the past five, six, seven, eight years now, and you probably expect more from Justin Verlander, who is the best pitcher in baseball in the regular season. So, or one of, if not the best. Definitely best in the AL. Obviously, that's up for question who you think the best is, but he's definitely top three in everyone's book and probably the best in the AL, in my opinion, this past year. He'll probably be the AL Cy Young. We'll see what happens tonight. Rooting for the Phillies. Hopefully, they get a win. I will not make a prediction, as I said, because when I make predictions, typically, it does not go well for the team that I was picking in the MLB playoffs. So, we'll see what happens, but hopefully, the Phillies win tonight. And one guy that I saw, I was looking at the betting odds, which I do not bet, but I was looking at the betting odds, Bryson Stott plus 10,000 to win World Series MVP. And I always been struggling with the postseason. He's the lowest odds, I think, out of the players in the World Series between the Astros and the Phillies, which, honestly, plus 10,000, it's pretty crazy. I mean, he's the lowest odds, the worst odds of all players in the World Series to win the MVP, according to DraftKings. As I said, I do not bet, but I was just looking at them just to see who was favored, obviously, and Bryson Stott was the lowest one. So now I'm going to be rooting for Bryson Stott to have a great series. Uh, with him being the lowest, I usually pick the underdogs. So hopefully he has a great series. Looking forward to hopefully seeing him tear it up. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope you guys all have a great Friday night. Enjoy your weekend. I'll probably be back on again tomorrow, maybe tomorrow morning. I'll put out a quick episode to talk about BC football versus UConn. That game will be tomorrow uh, at noon, which I talked about on my radio show. So hopefully I'll get the time to break down the game, give you guys a two to three minute preview. But if not, I'll be back on definitely before the Giants game on Sunday and give a preview of that game against the Seahawks. And I'll also talk about the Patriots. They will be playing the Jets this weekend as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens there in those games. But as I said, I might be on tomorrow, preview some college football games. Obviously, there are some big ones tomorrow that I could talk about, and BC football is included in there. Maybe even you made football, which you guys know now from my radio show on Wednesday night with the sports guru and the sports aficionado, Mike Hurley and Paul. Both of them, big you made football fans with me, so maybe I'll give a preview of that game. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good Friday night. Enjoy yourselves and have a good one. Thank you.